You're listening to BNI, the Australian Story podcast, brought to you by BNI Australia, Australia's largest business referral organisation. For more information how your business can benefit from BNI and to find your local chapter, go to our website at bni.com.au. Now, here are your hosts, Veronica Lizamato and Brent Edwards. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 80 of BNI, the Australian Story. My name is Veronica, and I'm very happy, as always, to be here with our co-host and executive director of Melbourne South, Mr. Brent Edwards. Hi, Brent. Hi, V. Great to be here today. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Well, you and I had a great one-to-one today, and I just thought that would be a fantastic um, segue into talking about the importance of catching up with members that you may have already had a one-to-one with before, but maybe you're overdue for another one. Yeah, it was a long time between drinks, wasn't it? it but was. Um, it was it was great. It was great to sort of uh, to sort of catch up. And yeah, you know, a lot of people think when they do a one-to-one, it's a one-time deal, but a lot of things change and in life and business, even over the space of you know, three months, which is virtually, you know, a quarter of a year, there can be some big changes. There can be big changes in your environment, a big change in your plan. You know, a lot of things out there at the moment. And I just want to, like, I speak to a lot of members, just as, as an aside from this, I speak to a lot of members at the moment, and a lot, especially leadership team people, where people are going through transitions in their uh, in their life and in business. And, that's forcing changes to their BNI membership, and a lot of people are getting really discouraged about that. But that happens, and um, you know, people have changes in their life and in business, and it happens all the time. And there's different circumstances involved, and a lot of people are just yeah. You know, a lot of our leaderships, leadership teams, especially, uh, are you know thinking, well, woe is me. You know, we've had a lot of changes. It's you know, I'm not doing a great job, and that sort of thing. But a lot of the time, it's not your fault, and and people um, things change in life and business all the time. What it does do, it opens up an opportunity for another person to come in and fill the spot within their chapter. And the great thing for the people remaining in their chapter, they'll still do business with the person that's moved on, and they'll get to do business with the person that's come in. So it broadens their contacts again. So um, you know, don't look at it as despair because there is a lot of uh, you know, there's a lot of changes in chapter membership uh, worldwide at the moment as we come out of this crazy time and, and people's priorities change. So um, don't make take advantage of it as an opportunity. Instead of looking at it as something that's a problem, uh, look at the solution. This is an opportunity to get new people in, build our network and expand our network even more and give those people the opportunity to be involved in BNI who maybe could not get in before. And I think, too, that just going back to the one-to-ones, if, especially in membership and in leadership, if we're having those regular one-to-ones with members, you're catching issues before they actually happen. So rather than being caught off guard where someone's leaving and giving you immediate notice, you might actually be able to help them to transition even even more easily, but also be able to um, replace that seat in a, in a reasonable amount of time because we've done all we can for that member to make sure that we can retain them or to support them. But you've also done all you can for the chapter to make sure that we either fill that seat or we just make sure that that member is supported within that seat. Yeah, sorry, I went off on a big tangent before, but, you know, one-to-ones, communication is key. 
And if you're having one-to-ones, you're keeping the lines of communication open. And if communication is going on, you can foresee anything that's going to change and prepare yourself for it. So if the communication is not there, a lot of things uh, sort of take you by surprise. So having those one-to-ones with with your teams, with leadership, even getting around and, and catching up with people as well, direct consultants catching up with members, you know, that communication is really key. Uh, and you can you can help people, you can see things coming up as well. And it's one of the great things that we do within BNI um, that really translates well into the business world, uh, opening those lines of communications through those one-to-one meetings. Well, I think uh, our podcast is also another line of communication, isn't it? Because we can share the stories of our members and some of them are not, you know, great stories. Some of them are stories of challenges and going through adversity to becoming um, a a member who's had a great experience with BNI. So do us the honours today and introduce our next guest sharing their story with us. Absolutely. And we we have some great stories from... uh, from members all the time. And this is the outlet for it. So if you have a great story uh, about your experience in BNI, drop us a line, uh, hook up with us on our Facebook page, put in a personal message. We'll answer it, we'll get you on. Uh, we're always looking for stories to share. But today we're going over to Adelaide, Veronica, and uh, Adelaide North, as a matter of fact, which is Simone Douglas's region. And we're meeting, we're talking to uh, Bob Glone from Bob Glone photography i hopefully i pronounced his surname right there uh he'll obviously correct me and um and bob's a member of the a team in adelaide north a team <laughs> we're not going to get into a team references again <laughs> oh, um so bob welcome to bni the australian story podcast great to come on today so um as we ask everyone how did you find out about BNI in the first place? How'd you get introduced? Well, thanks, Brett. Thanks, Veronica. Um, and you nearly got my name. My name was very, very close. You got it pretty. You pretty well know it. It's Gloin, Bob Gloin. Gloin. But, but you were you were close enough for forgiveness there. Yeah, you know what? I should have asked you that before we did the interview. Ah, uh, look, it's it's for some reason it's a little <laughs> bit of a hard one to pronounce, and it's it's a, an equally hard one to spell for most people too. Um, my introduction to BNI came when I used to work for an oil company, and. Um, I had a fair reasonable lead time notice that that job was going to come to an end as things changed in the oil company world. And through that time, I I was a part-time photographer at that stage when I worked for the, for the oil company. And they, they sort of gave me unknowingly 18 months notice that my role with them was going to finish. So while that one wound down, it gave me the opportunity to wind up Bob Glynn Photography and uh, to, for me then to go into that full time. And part of the role when I left at, um, it was Caltex who I worked for. There's no, no secret about that. But when I left, they, they were amazingly good and helped me and said, look, we'll help transition you into a new role rather than just um, say, see you later. Thank you very much. And they set me up to meet a transition coach. And as luck would have it, the transition coach, she was a member of BNI. So, so through that, through... And I suppose it was somewhat, it was, um, she was a lovely lady and ridiculously helpful, like just uh, just anything you wanted, she was there to help do. So she said, look, why not come along? 
If nothing else, you're going to get to see at that stage, it was 32, I think, members in, in our chapter then. Come along and get to meet these 32 people that can help you straight away, even if you just come to see what it's about and, um, you know, go from there. And I, I'd vaguely heard of it before in um, in the years, you know, leading up to it. So it wasn't completely foreign to me, but I didn't understand the ins and outs of it. So went along to a meeting. Um was very impressed with how it ran, what it offered, how the, the friendliness of all the people. And there's a lot of people that just clicked there straight away with me and um, went back to the second meeting and there just happened to be another photographer there. And it came down to, the, I'd give them 10 out of 10 because the way they explained it all, they said, fill out your application today because the first one that fills it out look, is the one that's going to get the thing, is going to, going to get to join. So as quick as that, I, I was grabbing for the pen to fill it out to, to get my name on it to say, because I could see the value in it and you could see how it worked. And, and at that stage, it was, you know, growth was what I needed and, and visibility was what I needed. So I, both of them things were right there in front of me. So yeah, it didn't take too much persuasion to, um, to fill out the form and hand it over. Bob, it's probably no surprise to you to know that um, Brent uh, and, and myself too to some extent because I help um, launch the chapters are receiving emails all the time from people in those mortgage broking, uh, bookkeeping, accountant. Uh, there's a lot of coveted positions in BNI. People just trying to get ahead of everyone else saying, by the way, when there's a new chapter, can I please have that spot? And so when you're in a meeting and, and sometimes you say to everyone in the room, it's one, one person per category, and we really encourage you to fill out your application today, it can sound like a bit of a sell. But the, the, the fact is, as you know, once you're in, yeah, yeah. you really no, the benefits of it. Exactly. Because if you just say it, if, you, if you're at the pub and you're telling the story and you say that, some of your mates might think, oh, that's a bit of a hard sell. Yeah. But when you're in the room and you see, and especially if you go just go along as a visitor to one or two meetings and see, and you'll realise that it's not just the hard sell. Like It's in your interest to get in there and, yeah. um, and make it work for yourself and have them people help work for you. So. Yeah, and when the competition comes in the room, it really yeah. puts a bit of a uh, bit of urgency on there. To, uh, <laughs> That's right. to, to yeah, well, the we're all a little. My whole family is a little bit like that. If you ever, if you want anything done, just make it a competition. It's, we're, <laughs> we're a very competitive bunch, and it's good. Now, Bob, you've been in for five years now, so um, there must have been something. Uh, that uh, that actually has kept you going and has kept you uh, in the group as such. Yeah, and it's a few things. It's not one, I can't just say it's only this or it's only that. Um, the people is the main thing. We, we have a fantastic group of people that I really, really get on with. And you were chatting earlier about how um, one-to-ones where you find out what people are doing and where they're going and all that. I really enjoy the one-to-ones with people to f and find out their story and find out what's going on and get to know them as people, not just as another chapter member. That um, some of the, A lot of the members have become personal friends, like very close personal friends. Um, just yesterday, we was at uh, the birthday party for, for one of them. She's a young girl, she's only 30, but she still invites myself and my partner along because, you know, we just all get on so well. Um, so that, that's one reason is the, the friendships that you form in there. Obviously, I, I make business from it. Um, quite a, I, I do quite well out of BNI. It more than pays for itself. It, it, um, some of the members that move on, as you spoke about earlier, how you know people come and go. I still get work now from members that left three years ago, but still repeat work that just goes on and on and on. 
Wow. Yeah, the relationship tends to stay there um, when you've proved yourself and proved that you're a great service provider and you've got that relationship with people. Yeah, even when they move on, uh, if you're dealing with them, they, they tend to keep you as a client. Mm. So um, you started off from a part-time business, but through B&I, you've actually uh, turned that into a, into a full-time uh, occupation through the connections through BNI. So tell us a bit about how that started and how that happened. Well, like I said, I knew at my stage in life when I finished working with Caltex, I knew this is where, what I wanted to do. This is where my passion was. This is where my, my real interest was to, to be doing photography. Um, it got, and I have, I was fortunate where I had that, that 18 months to change it from one, from a part-time hobby slash business into a, a full-time occupation. Um, but even though I had that 18 months, you still need to be in with people who can say, you know, if I, if I just go knocking on a door and say to someone, you know, do you need photos? They look at you like, well, yeah, yeah, I need photos, but that's why I've got a phone. You know, so <laughs> you've got to try and educate them. What do you want to do with your photographs? You know, who do you want to take photographs of? What sort of control do you want over that photograph? And and then when you can explain all that to the 25, 30 people in your chapter and they all get to understand it, then very quickly that turns into, well, you know, yes, your, your phone can take a reasonable photo if it's just something you want to have for a bit of fun but if, you, if you're going to be putting things on your website if you've got products that you sell and you need to be sh showing them in the best way they can be shown because you want people to pay you money to buy them goods and you know a cheap little photo doesn't cut the mustard you've got to be able to light it up you've got to be able to stage it properly you've got to be able to um get the fine detail that's in some of those things and um you know all them things. And I just realised i got to turn my phone to silence. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, happened to that. the best of us, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. We normally have a dog barking or a courier <laughs> knocking at the door. Uh, so um, can I just say that you've just said something really interesting, and, and that is, I guess, for all photographers within BNI, they're dealing with that, that mentality that a phone can take my photo. Mm -hmm. But just as you were talking then, I'm thinking about the photos that are on the slideshow. And I don't know if it's the same in your chapter, but when a person's name come up with their business, just before they do their referral request, they might have a photo there. And you always look at the ones that are a professional photo and they stand out compared to the ones that are like something that someone's taken off Facebook and just sent through to the membership committee to have something there. I think if you look professional, people take you more seriously. Would, would that be right, do you think? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Look, and it, it is 100% right. Whatever comes on that screen, and you imagine you've got visit, visitors in the room, our members will get to know you after a period of time, and they might accept that, all right, you've got a photo that's a little bit out of focus and it's a little bit grey and there's no contrast in it and it's not composed well, but they'll look at it and think, oh, yeah, but we like you, so that's okay. If a visitor's in the room and you're trying to say to a visitor, yeah, I can do this and I can do this and I deliver this, and they look at the screen and they think... You couldn't even put a picture on the screen of yourself. That's good. Mm, I think it does. It takes away a bit of credibility. So something as simple as that, and you know, like I, said, I don't knock telephone photos any more than what they deserve to be. Yeah, you know, I don't I don't make it my mission to go out and knock them, and they're all bad. Some of the best photos you see are taken with a telephone for what they are, and it's, but it's what you need to use it for. If you're going to put up in a projector and you're going to shine up on the wall up there it's not going to look too good. It's going to look a bit average. And 
the whole point of what we're in there for is why do you want to get up there and look average? You want to get up there and look the best you that you can be. And uh, for something as easy as just having a photograph, a, a good photograph, you know, it, it makes the world a difference. Oh, yeah, speaking of, yeah, speaking of which, I've seen photographers in groups actually say to the group, the show their wares when they're trying to build a reputation within the chapter is saying, saying to the groups, if you hang around, we'll we'll take a headshot of all of you yeah, yeah. onto the yeah. slideshow, and and they can get to show how 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 well they can actually do it and set up their lighting and as such, and 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 it really adds to their credibility um, going through when they've actually taken photos. All those people and these people go, wow, that's a great photo. Uh, you've done a great job, and it could be the catalyst to actually get you to do work for them or introduce you to a referral partner through that as well. Just by, you know, it's, it's like um, a chiropractor giving a free consultation or adjustment or someone giving a, a, a free quote or going over your bills. Same thing with a photographer, just a, just a, a, a little bit of a touch of, of what you do. And, you know, and it might take, you know, 10, 20 minutes of your time to do that, but it could be worth, Thousands, oh, absolutely. Yeah. thousands of dollars down the track. Yeah, just the fact that you I don't mind putting a bit in just to our chapter. I do. Um, I did just exactly what you said. We photographed as members arrived one meeting, or well, we did over two meetings. So there's a few that missed out or whatever. But uh, as they arrived, so it was all a very similar sort of photograph. And as they came in, we got the photo and um, put them up on the screen. We made a nice little side presentation as for the 60 seconds as we went through and it was really really good and because it was there was consistency there was some quality and if any and it gives me a bit of credibility like the people in the chapter look at it and think oh look at that bob done that you know how cool is that and it, well, it, you don't do it for the fact to try and get brownie points but you know well the, you can see now you can see with your own eyes that's what i can do for you so it works well you're just yeah. talking about your chapter with so much pride too. I love seeing that, Brent, when you see someone talking about the quality of the chapter as a whole being reflected. You know, it's really lovely. Oh, we have a we have a pretty awesome chapter. When um, whenever we have visitors, we do have some visitors. When they're thinking of joining, they'll go to a few different chapters, and I'm sure every chapter would say the same story. But we all we hear time and time again that they come to us because they absolutely love us because we just have a bit of fun and we're we're a little bit relaxed. We do all the things we have to do. And um, in last year, I was president and I always tried to push the point that we got to have fun, but we got to do what we got to do. But, you know, still tick all the boxes and do everything right. But don't be shy to have a bit of a laugh and a bit of fun doing it. Yeah. What you said before just reminded me of a story. And, and Bob, you've, we've never met before, but I mean, in B&I, 22, 23 years. And in my very first chapter, there was a lady that was a therapist of some sort a long time ago, over 20 years ago. And all of a sudden, overnight, she decided she wanted to be a photographer. And virtually, she changed categories within the chapter overnight. We didn't know any better, so no one sort of vetted it back then. And she turned someone someone got her to do photography, and it looked like it was terrible. It, was, it looked like a five-year-old kid had taken it on a, you know, those Instamatic cameras? On, on something like that, and it was sh no lighting, it was grainy, it was bloody terrible. And I'm thinking, no way known am I going to refer you to yeah. with yeah. that work. So it can work the opposite way. So what I want to ask you as an aside from that, and we get a lot of people who are listening to the podcast who are in that sort of visual 
media area, um, what other ways you can actually leverage that within, within your group, uh, getting that message across? Like when you do a, uh, a showcase presentation. Well, because I've been in there five years, I've done a few. Um, I've probably done eight, I think, presentations. Um, the first time you go in there, I think I took just about everything I owned in there to show it all off and put it up on the... <laughs> I set up a table up the front and did this, that, and the other. I th but I think it's important because it's part of your journey and there's, we've got quite a few long-term members and they get to see the whole bit. Um, initially, when I first started, I was very heavily involved in sport, so there was a lot of big... The stuff that people just look at in amazement, a lot of big lenses and the big body cameras and things like that. Um, so to show people what you got, I think it's important. Uh, one of the things I did do though was when I, I had a camera similar to this one and I, I took it in one day and my chap pulled it up and he said, oh, no, when do you get good photos? You've got the greatest camera in the world. You know, that's great and all the rest of it. And I said, yeah, well, you know, and that's where I get good photos. I said, here, take a photo. He said, well, I don't know how to use it. You know, well, exactly. So it's not the camera. Like, <laughs> yes, yes, I need to have a good camera to get a good photo. But that's not what makes a good photo. You've got to understand how to use it and where to, where to use it and all the rest of it like that. So, so part of it was taking a lot of equipment in to show them. Um, my weekly presentations for early on, I would actually print off on my big 24-inch printer. I'd print off the big, a big print if there was something that was outstanding. I'd take it in and show them. Uh, and that was always popular. And then when all the corona business come along and everybody got locked up and, all, and we couldn't go too far, I had to sort of, well, overnight, it was like someone just turned a switch off. Everything I had booked, everything that was booked, just bang, stopped. So what do you do? You know, you, you curl up and cry or you find something else. So what I started doing then was making little um, adverts, promotional videos and things like that, little 20-second, 40-second adverts so a lot of the a lot of my customers i already had all their images so it was just a matter of putting it into different ways for them to display it and my message to them was clearly this at, there will be an end when the end comes you need to be ready and you need to be able to promote the products that you want to be selling at that stage so we'd be making all these little 30 second 20 second 40 second commercials ready to rock and roll. So then when we had our Zoom meetings, I would show them to the chapter what I'm making. So that so they would see all that. And then they'd see, oh wow, you know, you can I think half of the room, this was three years into my membership. There's still people in the room didn't know I could do that. So there was still by just telling them more and more and more what you do, showing them over and over and over, they get to learn all the little things that you can do. Um, and I, the reason they didn't know I could do that because I'd never told anyone. Why are they going to know if I don't tell them? You know, because it had never came, never become a reason for me to tell them because you're busy doing photography and all the things that uh, you, your core business. Yeah. So when all of a sudden there was a need where I had to tell them, and they thought, oh wow, we didn't you know you could do that, and you're doing them dirt cheap because everyone was struggling. They weren't, you know, obviously this was named at big, big end of town businesses was aimed at. Um, our fellow members and small, small to medium enterprise people that um, were struggling and needed to have just a little $80, $100 advert just knocked out simple for them. I love that. So that was good. Just visibility. I think whatever you do, you, you just got to make it visible to everyone in that room. 
over yeah. and over and over. And great thinking on your feet there. And uh, I love hear some. I love hearing some of the stories where businesses that got effective and virtually had the taps turned off overnight had to think on their feet and say, okay, well, what can we do? Instead of thinking about all doom and gloom, okay, what what can I do? And obviously that's sort of kept you going, showed your customers uh, that you're still going, you care, and and helped them through it as well, which I think is an awesome thing. So um, we always get from our members, and we've spoken a fair bit. I'm surprised the time's gone on. It's been great. Um, we, uh, We ask a lot of our members what would be your tip uh, for success for a new member coming into BNI? What would they need to do from your experience of five years, Bob? Um, I think the first thing to do is come in there and be 100% honest. Don't come in there trying to tell people you can do all these things that you can't do because if you don't over... Having said that, when one people I used to work for, they'd say... Over prom, uh, over. How did it go? Under promise, always under promise, and over deliver. So yeah. don't go in there saying, "Yeah, oh, I can do this, and I can do this, and this is." And then you get down to think, "I have no idea how to do that." You know, look, you, as much as you, you're tempted to do that, you've got to just calm your farm a little bit and just look at what your capabilities really are. So be completely honest. Give it a little bit of time because people need to get to know you before they're just going to start giving you work. And some people, whatever you go in there as, people may already have contacts in that field. So they're not just going to drop them the day you turn up and say, hey, I'm in BNI, give me all your work. So you've got to form some sort of credibility. All these things we say in BNI, like visibility, credibility and accountability, when you hear them early on in your career, in your path in BNI, you think they're just words that just get chucked around because they rhyme and they sound pretty cool. But once you've been in there for a little while, you realise they're there for a really good reason because until you've got credibility, you're nothing. If you're not, until you create some sort of visibility and show them that you are going to do all these things, you know, they're for a very good reason. So they're, they're good things I would point out to someone. And just be willing to go with the flow a bit, rock and roll how how it turns out and you'll fit in there if if you find the chapter you slot into you'll fit in there and just it'll work well for you it'll work really really well fantastic i think that's a really great tip bob and uh hey this has been a an awesome chat finding a finding out about your story how you've gone from being a uh you know working in the corporate world turning a part-time business into a full-time business through bni Getting supercars and AFL accreditation through that, which uh, which isn't easy to do, mm. and uh, and going into corporate and commercial and event photography through leveraging the opportunities uh, within BNI. So it's been great to have you uh, on the podcast today. What we're going to do, and this is a new thing we're going to actually uh, get people to do on our podcast, is give us their weekly presentation spiel before we sign off. So are you ready to go, Bob? No, no, but I'll have a go. (laughs) (laughs) Just go for it. We just want you to have an opportunity to tell everyone about your business. And just before you do, I've just got to say I love your logo. I absolutely love your logo. It's very, very clever. 
Um, I know people can't see us because we're on the podcast, but the camera that Bob was referring to before was this, it looked like a very heavy, very expensive and a, a, a camera that takes great photos with a massive lens on it. So uh, that's why I think everyone thought that was pretty serious. And his logo is a B, back the front, either side, with a zero in the middle. It looks like a camera with his name underneath. It's very, very clever. So tell us your weekly presentation and tell everybody what you do. And my logo was designed by a fellow BNI designer early on when I started. So that was of course a, it a is. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, for, so my 60 seconds, my last week, I uh, obviously, good morning, everybody. My name is Bob Gloin. I'm the chapter photographer. This week, I have been exceptionally busy doing corporate photographs where I've just set up my new studio where we do three posed images, sitting, standing, jacket on, jacket off, depending on the, the customer's needs. We do this with all the controlled lighting. It's a 45-minute session, so we're not interrupting the business people's time to any more than what we have to. It's come in. We do the job. We look at it on the screen. We select the the, the photos that the customer wants because even though you only get three, we might take 53 to get them three that you want. Uh, the customer will select the three that they want. It's all over and done with, in and out, very cheap rates, high resolution, low resolution, suitable for print and for web and JPEG format, PNG format. So any corporate people looking for, if you've got new staff looking for new images, send them my way. My name's Bob Gloin from Bob Gloin Photography, where your image is my focus. I love it. Well done. Okay, just your email address, uh, sorry, your website address before we finish up today. Uh, www.bobgloinphotography.com.au. Uh, Thanks so much, Bob. Oh, thanks for being on. Bob Gloin from Bob Gloin Photography, uh, member of the A-Team at Adelaide North, and uh, thank you for being on BNI, the Australian Story podcast. Fantastic. And, uh, thanks for having me, guys. We're from A-Team references today, which is... which is. Oh, we're only called A-Team because we're the best. Yeah, don't get started with 18. I, I think there's a couple, a couple of chapters in my Yeah, room. I think there's a few. Yeah, there's a few yes, of us. Yes, at the moment. Um, okay. <laughs> Brent, I, um, I love B&I, as you know. I, I was bleeding maroon before we did the, the branding change, and now I bleed that new vibrant red colour. So one question I haven't asked you before is what is it that you love about B&I? Well, well, have we got time? I love how we change people's lives within B&I. And from a, from, a, from, a, um, from a director point of view uh, and from a business owner point of view, I, I, I go back to years ago when I was a direct consultant and I, I pulled up in the car park of, of one of the chapters I looked after this before I owned the franchise. And back then you start looking around and you get to know people's vehicles. And you look around the group, oh, so-and-so's got a new car, so-and-so's got a new car, this person's got a new car. And back then, like, you know, we turn over cars every four or five years, it's pretty common. But back then, 20-odd years ago, it wasn't all that common for people to, you know, upgrade to new cars because, you know, interest rates were very high. Mm. They, they weren't, you know, you had to be doing particularly well to, uh, to upgrade your vehicle. And... Uh, and I looked around and I thought, well, you know, people are really, we're really making a difference here. And people working through this are really, we're making a difference with them actually, you know, building those connections and growing their business from, from a small business into bigger businesses to that point. And that's 
really, that's what I really love about BNI, how we make a difference. And it's not only in, in the groups, it's in communities. You know, we introduced BNI to, to country towns which have passed over $25 million worth of business in five or six years. And now that's business that could have, that's stayed in the local community, that's employed people, that's helped, um, you know, employ people's kids, that's helped people stay in business because they've dealt local. And that's one of the things I really love how we can actually, you know, change people's businesses, change individuals uh, and change communities at the same time. So that's what I really love about what we do. Oh, I'm so glad I asked you that question because I think that um, a lot of people, you're very open and we know pretty much everything about your journey in BNI. So I think that's a great reason to be part of our organisation. So what is your success tip for this week? All right. Well, I'm going to steal something from our founder, Dr. Ivan Meissner, I found today. And he talks about five questions to ask at networking events. So you may wish to make a bit of a note of these. And uh, he's designed these to leave a lasting impression on the people you meet. So first one, when you're asking that, when you're talking to someone at a networking event, firstly ask, what do you like best about what you do? So usually when you go to a networking event, you ask, oh, what's your business, et cetera. A great question to find out a bit more of them, what do you like best about what you do? Okay, then you can follow up. You mentioned you were in this industry. What got you started in that business, which is a great probing question. Uh, where else do you usually network? Are there other groups that you go to is the next one. Uh, what are some of your biggest challenges? And it's not one to start a conversation with, but as you start after you've broken the ice and started the talk, you can ask people what their challenges are. And the last one, I love this. How can I help you? <laughs> so if they turn around and say my biggest challenge is getting new customers, well. How can I help you? Well, I can invite you to another event, which might help you with that. I love that. Yeah, so some great questions to ask at networking events because a lot of the time, you you know, when you go to a networking event, and there a whole place, you know, the, the world's opening up and we'll start doing a lot of stuff like that again with networking mixes and the like. You know, and you usually, you know, people usually gravitate. They spot someone they know in the room and gravitate to them when they're really there to meet new people and possibly mm. new possible referral partners and make new contacts. So the key is not to actually, you know, thrust yourself, thrust yourself on someone and, and try and sell something to them. Get to know them a bit better and show interest in that person. And that's the whole idea behind that. And that's why Ivan's a networking, uh, a, a, a master in this industry and, and networking and been doing it for, you know, 37 odd years. I think it's fantastic. And you know, I hope that everyone who's listening is, gets as much value out of these podcasts as I do every single week. I am also a member and I always feel like I'm full of all this knowledge and excitement and enthusiasm when I go back to my meetings each and every week. So thank you so much to our very special guest, Bob, who uh, has shared so much about his journey and his success today in BNI. And thank you to our uh, podcast producer, Steve, for making sure everything ran smoothly. And Brent, once again, thank you for bringing all of your knowledge, experience and passion about BNI to our podcast. We'll see you next week for episode number 81.